Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and the gang is all here. I know that because the donuts are missing. There's no donuts left. We got uh, Sam Ziggy Rodriguez to my left. The donuts are in my pockets. And I'm st- I'm staring. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> at Thomas right Patrick mouth, Dorian. Yes. Uh, took the donuts right out of my mouth. Yes, you did. Put them in my pockets. Yes, there you go. All right. Okay, let's not get into weirdness too is, fast. Is this appetizing? <laughs> no, it's not. I'll share. I mean. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> keep it. I'm good. It's all yours. All yours. Uh, anyway, uh, here we are. And we uh, find yes. ourselves, uh, we're midway through Easter. Uh, we are a little more. We, uh, we're in the, the merry month of May. Uh, <laughs> and the merry month of May, one of the nice things about look, we have Mother's Day. I right? love Mother's Day. It's beautiful. Uh, do you get flowers on Mother's Day, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> I always get flowers on Mother's Day. I get mistaken for a mother often. Yes. Yeah, so you, you have to buy them yourself, though. That's the problem. All right. Um, <laughs> yes, I get flowers for my mother on Mother's Day. Yes. Yeah, of course okay. you do. Uh, that's a it's a good thing. And you take care of uh, Gloria, too, right, on yes. Mother's Day? Of course you do. Yes, we all we, we love do. our mothers. Uh, and so you and know, Cindy. and Cindy, you get one, some some for Cindy, and I do for Bess. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. If you don't, it's not going to be a good day. And plus, plus, <laughs> May is a beautiful month, it and is. what better month than to honor the Blessed Mother? Amen. Right, and so we see, uh, you know, a, a, a strong devotion uh, to uh, the Blessed Mother to Mary during the month of May. This is one of her months. You know, and this is as Tom pointed out before the show. This is the month of Mary in the year of St. Joseph. I know. So that's that's kind of a neat connection that we Holy have here. Because we could just do like a show about Mary, obviously, always. But it's kind of nice that uh, since Pope Francis has declared this to be the year of, of St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. So we have the year of St. Joseph and we have the month of Mary. Uh, and Father's Day is right around the corner. You know, yeah. it's not that far off. Yeah. So, uh, so we are going to do another one of our world famous top ten shows. Uh, and uh, we, we decided music for that. Oh no, we have the jingle. Remember? remember? Oh yeah, <laughs> the top ten list. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wrote that. Yes, we need to change that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to change that because I think we just lost three listeners. Well, Tom, you know, I know that you were uh, quite the uh, hip hop star in the uh, mid yeah. to late eighties. No. So if you no, could he maybe was, beatbox a new jingle, no, for no, us. He, was, he, he was a he was a he was a break dancer. <laughs> Yeah. It was a, you, you, you broke some Sorry. bones in football. You can actually see that, can't you? <laughs> yes, I can tell by the way you walk. Anyway, <laughs> so look, ladies, man, no time to talk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are going to just completely. Everyone has turned the off the show at this point. We no, are don't. too silly. Don't, don't, don't they're turn off. Be, I promise you, we're going to get into the meat okay. right now. I go. promise you. Top ten ways that we can honor. Mary and Joseph, and we look at this to get together in this way. It is a beautiful thing, uh, I think, to focus on Mary and Joseph um, as a, as a holy pair, as it were, a holy family. You mentioned earlier, Tom, um, and so we'll just well number one, we'll just go with number one uh, on our list of top ten, and that is uh, meditating on the scripture passages related to them. That's a pretty cool idea. Um, we don't have any readily identifiable ones right now. That I'm going to start shouting at people like, "Let me get, <laughs> let me get a, pe- a pencil and some paper," you know, and they're starting to write them down. But you know, you can look at the uh, certainly the infancy narratives. That's where uh, Mary and Joseph appear 
uh, together several times, right? Mary appears several times more than that uh, in Scripture, but there are lots of great, beautiful passages uh, in Scripture that you can actually take and meditate on. And I think a, a lot of people don't spend much time in the Scriptures like as prayer. Oh, yeah. And it's a beautiful way to pray. Well, it's an opportunity for God to speak to us about what makes Mary and Joseph special and important to uh, our salvation history. Yes, amen. So uh, pick up the Bible and just uh, spend some time in the beginning of of the Gospel of Luke or Matthew and just uh, spend some time just pondering. St. Joseph's Quotes. Yeah, well, those are you can memorize those pretty quickly. I think we could be more like St. Joseph sometime. In fact, I wish right now you'd be more like St. Joseph. <laughs> but no, for, for, our, for our listeners who don't know this, St. Joseph doesn't have any words recorded in Scripture, but that's actually, there's virtue in that. There's a quiet holiness and a righteousness where we see his righteousness and how he lives his life yes. as opposed to just you know zeroing in on the things he says there is one time though when jesus is lost in the temple where he just he just like looks at mary <laughs> yeah and, and 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 those words you know that like in his eyes <laughs> i was i would have expected him now he was a righteous man i would have expected him to say you saw him last or whatever like, but he didn't because he's a good and holy and righteous man he didn't right. he didn't uh we love saint joseph here and uh, certainly mary so but if somebody's going to be in trouble it's going to be joseph because mary's without sin right? so it, it could not have been her uh, anyway, can you imagine living in the house with Mary and Jesus? You know, and, and both of them putting their hands up like it wasn't me because because yeah. it wasn't. So if anything went wrong in the house, it was Joseph's fault, no matter what. <laughs> all right, all that aside, uh, meditating and allowing God to speak through those scriptures to you about Mary and Joseph because uh, there are so many things we can learn about Joseph and so many things we can learn. Well, learn from Joseph, right? That that silence of Joseph, that his strength, his leading, his character. Uh, his, his guardianship is taking care um, of Jesus, certainly, uh, his uh, going back to Mary, all these things that he did that are just exemplary and beautiful, uh, spiritually uplifting things. And the same thing, uh, certainly, with Mary. Uh, what a great example uh, in, in terms of Christianity that we can be the ultimate Christian. So Do whatever he tells you. Yes, that's a great. She's leading us uh, to her son. Uh, in that way, so follow her her words. So meditate on those scriptures. Number two um, is is beautiful because uh, essentially we're talking about the, the various doing uh, the rosary, praying the rosary, uh, and doing the various uh, uh, chaplets, chaplets of divine divine mercy, and uh, the all the different things, uh, uh, seven sorrows of Mary, and things like that, where you're actually holding rosary beads, mm-hmm. uh, which are essentially you know roses. For the Blessed Mother, and how beautiful that is. And there's a St. Joseph's Chaplet as well. I haven't actually prayed it myself, but you know the reason that these chaplets, and especially the Rosary, have uh, had the staying power that they've had over over the years is because they're fruitful. You know, by the fruits you shall know them. They've stayed within the church because they've moved hearts and changed lives. Do you remember Father James Blunt called it a nuclear weapon? Oh, yeah. He called the rosary a nuclear weapon. It's That's a beautiful awesome. thing. And there's too many people that, like, it's like, eh, you know what? The old ladies with the veils, they pray the rosaries, right? My grandmother prayed a rosary or whatever. The reality is we need to pick up the rosaries again. Oh, we yeah. need to pick those things up again. And it's, you, you Especially are today. never These more days. cool, dude. Than if you got your rosary in your hand, right. yes. yeah. Chicks dig that, by the way. If you're if you're looking for a good Catholic girl, you know, <laughs> if you hold your rosary, 
<laughs> there's some there's something appealing about that. You know? right. Now you actually got to pray it. Though. You can't just hold it. Right. You know. <laughs> you know. Anyway. So number three, studying the various titles and devotions, right about Mary and Joseph. I mean, a lot of people don't realize there's these titles like right. Our Lady Undoer of Knots or Saint Joseph Terror of Demons. Oh, Amen. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Tom likes Our Lady Star of the Sea. <laughs> He's kind of a maritime guy. But there's beautiful devotion. No, 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 no. He's the maritime guy. Remember the whale? Oh, yeah. He did whale song. Oh, yes, yes. He did, he did yeah. whale song. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what he says to me? He's like kind of like a one-armed guy in a rowboat. You know, just going in circles. Yeah. That's, kind of, that's, that's, like, my, that's my spirit animal. Yes. <laughs> so, it's, so it's Our Lady Star of the Sea, also yeah. Our Lady Undoer of Knots, because you're just going in circles. But, but, there's, but there's some beautiful... Um, see which one speaks to you. If you look at the titles of Mary, yeah, right, titles of Joseph, you know, uh, Joseph the worker. If you look at all these different titles of these, you mm-hmm. you're going to find something that suddenly you're going to go like, wow, wait, that's something that I need to have a devotion to. Well, yeah. and, uh, for example, Our Lady of Good Help. That's the uh, only church approved apparition in the United States, and it's uh, her message was about catechesis and catechizing the youth. Well. I bet there's a lot of teachers out there and, and Radio Land listening to this who might have never listened, you know, never knew about uh, Our Lady of Good Help. Yes. And if so, if you're a catechist, that's a devotion that you should have. That's an apparition that you should study. Uh, and, and we should really, I think, look at all the apparitions because, uh, especially the, the, the church approved apparitions, because those are really special moments in which, you know, Our Lady, uh, more often than not, you know, made herself available to uh, connect to us mm-hmm. here in the here and now. Amen. And so we're going down the top 10 ways that we can honor Joseph and Mary in this year of St. Joseph and this month of Mary. Uh, and number four, well, let's not forget the medals and sacramentals. Yeah. I mean, us Catholics, I mean, we need to go to our local Catholic store, gift shop, and start getting some medals. And get them blessed, too. Amen. Get them blessed and start and utilize them. I've uh, I, I just, you know, and, and this, the funny thing is I've got a whole bunch of these extra medals that you find around places. Mm-hmm. And you just you can't throw them away. Mm-hmm. You hold on to them. And so then you give them to people. You know, if you're ever like in, uh, seeing people on the street who are looking for handouts, certainly you can give them what you think is appropriate if you're going to give them some money or if you're going to give them some food. But give them a medal, too. I've never had anybody go like, what is this? Why would I? No. They don't. It's like thank you. That was a practice of Mother Teresa. She would give out blessed miraculous medals, yes. and the miraculous medal is one that's especially special. If you look into the history of that and the miracles that's come come from that, it's called the miraculous medal for a reason, and that has a prayer that comes uh, with it. Oh Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for those who have recourse to thee. So if you're going to wear the medal. You know, also pray the medal, pray the prayer associated with the medal, or same thing with a brown scapular. If you're going to wear the scapular, get enrolled in it and live out the scapular, um, you know, commitments each day as a part of your your day to day life. It's a great way to integrate Mary yes. into your day to day life. And I just life. want to remind people, this is not uh, some kind of superstition. It's nothing no. about that. No, this is a beautiful, beautiful uh, way of expressing our faith. Uh, in the same way that we might, uh, you know, like with statues, we might kiss a picture of our mother or whatever. These these are beautiful ways. And if you look at uh, uh, so many ob- uh, things in Scripture that, that point to sacramentals being used, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Peter healing people with, with uh, his, uh, his uh, you know, a rag. Yes. Essentially was sent to another town to heal people or people touching the hem of Jesus' garment, right, and being healed. So there's just these, these things that become sacramentals. Mm-hmm. 
that bring us grace. I wear a St. Joseph medal, and yeah, there's no superstition about it. I like having him close to my heart and the blessings of my relationship with St. Joseph close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Amen. So the top 10 ways to honor Joseph and Mary in your life. Uh, number five, entrusting prayer intentions to them, inviting them into your life in a personal way as a way to grow in relationship with them. So how many times, I mean, I, I, I know like when we talk about the Trinity, people love to pray to God the Father. They love to pray to Jesus, you know, his son, right? But don't always pray to the Holy Spirit. And so opening that avenue is nice. But a lot of times people just don't, don't stop and think about praying uh, to Mary and to Joseph to ask for their intercession, to ask for their help. Uh, Mary is certainly standing next to Jesus. Well, it gives you, it allows you to have a track record in your life of ways in which Joseph or Mary have touched your life. If you say, gosh, I really had this ter- this terrible struggle and I felt led to give it to St. Joseph mm-hmm. or give it to our Blessed Mother, and you let them come through on that struggle. I mean, that's how friendships grow. I mean, think about how many friendships you have where they, a friend has helped you through a difficult time. That's a mark on your heart, always. So let them leave that mark on your heart. Amen. You need to talk to them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I remember when you were a little kid, you know, you said, Mommy, no one likes me at school. And she's like, did you talk to them? Right? And when you talk to them, you make friends, don't you? Yes. Amen. So these are the top ten ways. He was ways. pointing right at you, Sam. <laughs> These are the top ten ways to honor. Yes, I talk to them, and that's why they don't want to be my oh, friends. Oh no, they do. You know that Mary and Joseph want to be your. Oh friend. yes, yes, yeah. No, I'm talking about the kids at school. Well, yeah, <laughs> that may be true. Listen, all right. So we have gotten through five. We got five more to go through, and so we're going to take a break. But uh, before we take that break, I want to remind folks we got a great, great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email. Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And like us on Facebook on and Instagram and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comments on them. It makes a difference. Ooh, whale song. <laughs> we'll be wow. right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Just about every family that celebrates Christmas will set up a nativity scene somewhere in their home. But most people are unfamiliar with the origins of this beautiful custom. The solemn tradition of the Christmas crash was started by none other than St. Francis of Assisi in the early 13th century. Just a few short years before his death, St. Francis traveled to Greccio, a small Italian town built on a beautiful mountainside, so that he might celebrate Christmas there. But because the local church was not near large enough to hold all those who desired to attend Midnight Mass, he sought permission from the Pope to hold Mass in a niche in a mountain wall in the town square. But this Midnight Mass would prove to be quite unique. St. Francis set up the altar in preparation for the solemn occasion. St. Bonaventure, in his work, The Life of St. Francis of Assisi, written just after the death of St. Francis, takes up the story from here. He says... Then he prepared a manger and brought hay and an ox and an ass to the place appointed. The brethren were summoned, the people ran together, the forest resounded with their voices, and that venerable night was made glorious by many and brilliant lights and sonorous psalms of praise. The man of God, St. Francis, stood before the manger, full of devotion and piety, bathed in tears and radiant with joy, 
the Holy Gospel was chanted by Francis, the Levite of Christ. Then he preached to the people around the nativity of the poor king, and being unable to utter his name for the tenderness of his love, he called him the Babe of Bethlehem. That would be special enough if the story ended there, but it doesn't. St. Bonaventure then goes on to tell us that a miracle occurred on that cold and clear Christmas morning on the mountainside. After St. Francis prayed before the tiny wooden manger, a beautiful baby appeared for all to see, sleeping in the manger. It was the Christ child. The entire town and all those pilgrims who had come to celebrate Midnight Mass with St. Francis were genuinely moved by this miraculous event. Not only that, but, lest anyone in the town should doubt, there were many stories of the miraculous healings that came from touching the hay on which Jesus slept. And so, to this very day, the tradition of the Christmas creche, the nativity scene, is held with great reverence in the homes of Christians throughout the world. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. I am Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, discovering that if I have my mic on, it works a lot better. And sitting here with Ziggy Mar- uh, uh, Rodriguez. 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 That's right. That's right. Chai Chai is his Chai uncle. Chai Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, that was a WKRP in Cincinnati. Chai Hua Hua. Yeah, Chai Hua Hua. And, uh, of course, we have uh, Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. As, as well. <clears throat> we are spending some time talking about top ten ways to honor Joseph and Mary in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is the month of Mary and the year of St. Joseph. So it's a beautiful opportunity to think about both of them. And so we're coming up with these different ways when where you can kind of just put a little more focus on them and, I guess, reap the benefits from doing so. Um, there's lots of benefits to be had in our Catholic faith. So we're on number, I'll just rattle through numbers one through five, meditating on Scripture passages related to them, uh, taking up the rosary and other chaplets, studying the various titles and devotions to see which one speaks to you, um, utilizing medals and other sacramentals related to them, and entrusting prayer intentions to them. Uh, so those are the first five we came up with. Number six is a, is a great one, uh, and I, I fear a lot of people have not done this. Oh, so yeah. you, and I know both of you guys have, so you're going to get to describe a little bit of this, but consecration devotion. So... Uh, essentially going all in, as it were. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking about interesting prayer intentions. What about interesting your entire life? Like for Marian consecration under St. Louis de Montfort, you're interesting your whole life, all of your property, everything that's under, under, under your authority, uh, and even the merits of your good actions, past, present, and future, every possible source of grace, you're, you're entrusting it all to mom. And uh, giving her full authority, uh, trusting that her stewardship is better than yours. Um, And it has had a tremendously profound impact on my life. I've never actually done the St. Joseph uh, uh, consecration, but Tom, I know you have. Just did it. Uh, Go out and get Father Don Calloway's book, Consecration of St. Joseph. You will love it. It is fantastic. Yep. So, so that's another thing that you can do. That it requires a little, a uh, little study and a little work, a little leap of faith. Yeah, and and uh, now on the consecration of Saint Joseph, how long did that take? 
It's the same as uh, St. Mary's. So the 33 or days or some of those kind yeah, of things? Yeah, 33 days. Exactly right. That is awesome. Well, good, uh, guys. Um, I I can't say I noticed a difference in either one of you, but but let's just, you know, we'll skip over that. Just kidding. Just kidding. You know. I, got a, I got a Mary t-shirt, though, at least. That's so. yeah, uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yes. All right. Very well, good. Nice. I'm waiting for the emails to come in. All right. So that was number six. Number seven, um, you know, essentially is related to apologetics work. Uh, regarding Mary and Joseph. Now, uh, it's really important that, uh, you know, the the easiest way to offend someone and upset them, like, is to make fun of their mother. Yeah. Right? How, how often did it's we true. have to defend our mother's honor in the playground when we were younger, you know, and that's how you could offend somebody by making, you know, your mama wears army boots or, or whatever you would say. Or my dad can beat up your dad. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. Uh, if and Joseph's your dad, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. He, yeah, he can be. Well, yeah, he Joseph, would. He yeah, he, terror, of, terror demons. of demons. Yeah, Trust he's going he's he's to win. You up. <laughs> so, so if we do a little apologetics works and uh, work, and we actually learn to defend them, right? So it's not just about defending them because they don't need to be defended. But the more you learn about them, in order to defend them in the public square, right? To, to defend the theology uh, uh, and the relationship. Well, the more you know, that the better in relationship you're going to be, right? Because you're revealing things to yourself, even to you. You're opening your soul to to the reality and the truth right. that is Mary and Joseph. Well, and there's a lot of beauty in the and about the, the church's teachings about Mary and Joseph. And, and if you immerse yourself in that beauty, you can help bring someone who might be a critic. Uh, you know, one of our separated brothers and sisters who has an issue with Marian devotion. If you yes. can help them see the beauty. Of Marian devotion and their Marian dogmas and teachings, then you can lead with beauty, and in that beauty they'll see goodness, and in that goodness they'll see truth. Right, right, exactly right. So when people ask you questions, um, you know, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Right? You need to know the answer of yes. why you do it. So studying that is going to help you certainly defend them in the public square, but also is going to bring you closer to them. Number eight, um, encouraging others to take up these devotions or to know these, have a relationship with them, because essentially. Uh, you know, this is the and this is the evangelizing part of who we are. Yeah, right. We once you have faith, you're not supposed to sit on it, right? You're not supposed to be a pew warmer. You're supposed to go out, right? To be sent out. And certainly, if you have a relationship with Mary and Joseph, if it's beautiful and beneficial to you and to your life, uh, and the more you know about this, then then why not encourage others? Uh, if it's worked for you, why would you why would you keep that secret? Like, what if a friend has uh, is just lost his job and is looking on a job search, and you decide to go and buy a St. Joseph the Worker medal and yeah. get it blessed and say, "Hey, you know, bud, I just want to let you know you're not in this alone. I bought you this medal. I got it blessed. St. Joseph is going to be praying for your job search. I'm going to be praying for your job search. It's a great way to love people and also open themselves to be loved by these amazing saints. And you're sharing your faith." Right. I mean, you're evangelizing. You're not just, like, holding it all in and, like, why is he so happy? I don't know. He won't talk to anybody. <laughs> I, I find the green scapular is extremely powerful because all you're doing is, you know, you, you, you buy the green scapular, you give it to somebody, and their openness to receiving it, you're just saying, hey, if you receive this, this is a way for me to pray for you and, for, and inviting our, our Blessed Mother to pray for you. And then at that point, every day when you say, um, Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us sinners now in the hour of our death, you're praying for every single person you've ever given a green scapular to. So if you've yep. given out hundreds of people, uh, hundreds of green scapulars to hundreds of people, you're literally, with that one sentence, 
you're praying for hundreds of people in that synod. So it's a beautiful devotion there as well, and especially for healing and deliverance and conversion. Yes, I've seen amazing things uh, with the scapulars. It's oh, yeah. a, the faith of the people wearing them is so beautiful. Um, number nine, marking their feasts on your calendar. I mean, how many of us write down our kids' birthdays or our friends' birthdays or our parents' birthdays or whatever? And we'll put them on the calendar to remind ourselves, well, let's make that step. Let's move move towards Mary and Joseph in that way. Yeah. Their feast days, put them on there. And then celebrate them in your household. Hey, it's the feast of this. It's the feast of that. We're going to have something special. Well, in the church, if you go on Google... That's a great idea. There's so many traditions around every single feast. And so if you look to see what the church has done over hundreds of years on the Feast of St. Joseph, on uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, whatever it might be, you can borrow from what other members of the faithful have done and bring that into your own life and into your household. I mean, they're called feasts, for heaven's sakes. I mean, they're (laughs) feasts. That's where that word comes from. Celebrate. But mark them on your calendar so that you know when they're coming up. You look forward to them. You can plan on mm-hmm. what, what you're going to have for dinner, what, what you're going to exchange gifts, or some other tradition that you're going to start in your family. I think it's a beautiful thing. It's always Taco Tuesday when it's really Guadalupe's <laughs> feast day. <laughs> beautiful. That's wonderful. Yes. Um, all right. And so this uh, last one we have on here is calling Mary mom and calling Joseph dad. Or Papa Joe. Yeah, well, yeah, I love okay. It. Yes. Uh, whatever whatever is a familial term that you yeah. use, yes, let's let's do that. But 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 it, that right there is important because I think what it does essentially is helps you understand that you have a mother that always loves you and a father that always loves you, even if you already have a mother and a father that love you. Right. Right? You've got these spirit the spiritual mom and dad that are always there for you. And by calling them by that name, it's just gonna it's it's opening up that that the that that relationship even more profoundly. Well, it allows for tenderness. And that was a big point for St. Louis de Montfort. And I think it applies to St. Joseph just as much as Mary, that it's a devotion that's supposed to be tender. They have tender love for us. And God wants us to have tender love for them as well. And really to love them in the same way that we love our own earthly parents. So we just rattled off 10 different ways in which you can honor Joseph and Mary in this year of St. Joseph and this month of Mary. And uh, I mean, I'm sure there's many, many, many more, right? But these are a couple of you just pick one or two of these things and 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 do something uh, just to to make Mary and Joseph a special part of your life because I'm, I promise you it will bring great benefit uh, to you spiritually and 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 uh, and also sharing that faith with others is a is a powerful part of all this stuff. So let's uh, let's honor our blessed mother. Let's honor St. Joseph in a special way and make them a more integral part of your spiritual journey. And let's ask our Blessed Mother to be on our side in this spiritual journey. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.